0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kick-Ass. Adjust your mic as you see fit. Make all sorts of red lines on the, the computer interface fucking thing there. Make sure we, you know, overdrive the mics a bunch. Check! Oh, look at all that red. That's nice. Check! Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. Jack. All right, so hey! Check. Alright, so we have to, we have to hey. be careful not to yell and stuff. <coughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I have enough volume. Do you feel like you have enough volume?
1: Uh, I think I've I got, have got, like,
0: a... my headphone is cranked. Yeah. Which I don't usually do, but I guess it's okay. I usually leave one off. Yeah. Um, I only do that when I'm trying to, like, hit a note when I'm singing. Yeah. You know, I'll take the one off so that you can hear the natural resonance of the room outside your head as if you normally would, because the
1: headphones are very isolative, of course. I just do it because I think I'm a DJ. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. DJ B and the hizzle yes for shizzle um are we recording right now oh yeah
0: yeah i started recording before i sat down so oh shit yeah we'll have some good some babble to like you know i don't know edit in somewhere <laughs> you know? i was thinking about making a commercial for my own podcast mm-hmm. to play during my own podcast so when people listen to my podcast, they also hear an advertisement for the podcast they're listening to.
1: Brought to you by Yeah. The Kick Ass Beep Project. Motherfuckers. You know, like
0: Kick Ass Podcast Season Three, you know. Coming sometime. You know, either this year or next. Coming sometime in your mama. Either sometime during twenty sixteen or sometime during twenty seventeen. <laughs> we're we're not sure when and you know, the the aim is 10 episodes, I guess. You know what I mean? Just based on what I've done so far. Like, at first, I was kind of all over the board. I was putting up, like, one podcast it would be, like, two hours long. And then I was doing these short little, like, two, three, four-minute things with, like, music layered in the background. They're basically me going on a diatribe about a certain subject or, you know, uh, something in the news or whatever, you know. And I, I did a bunch of those. Um, And then I did Kick-Ass Conversations, and that's when, you know, the guest thing, you and the other guy started happening. And um, that's kind of where we're at is Season 3. And stuff. So what's going on, man?
1: Uh, Not much, man. uh, I'm definitely uh, feeling anxious and uh, very unsure of how the future of this entire country is going to be going here pretty pretty shortly with the elections of the mass mass hysterical morons that are out there in the united states right now can can you believe
0: that i mean the top two candidates right can you believe that people are like these people will be our leader Like, I mean, I can't, I wouldn't trust either of those two persons really with anything. You know, I wouldn't trust them to babysit my children, either of them. I don't know them personally. They don't know me. I have no idea what type of a character they are on a daily basis. You know what I mean? We've spent zero time interacting at all. All that anybody really knows about them is what's been shown to them on the glowing box. You're right, and yet people are like, "These are going to be the leaders of the fucking you know United States of America." Blah blah blah, and it's like, how can you even trust a daycare with your children? Right, you're very selective about that. You go and see several daycares. You have a choice of you know, literally hundreds of thousands of daycares. You sit an
1: interview with them, and you're like, "Hey, what you know? What kind of place is this? What what am what am I getting myself into?" we're we're all uninformed all of us every one of us are are only shown what they want us to see you know the the questions that they ask the sort of drama and bullshit that they present towards us like a nice well-written tv scripted show you know just bullshit
0: (laughs) yeah it reminds me of um um there's a term on the internet being thrown around called sports ball Right, and it just refers to like the mentality of like the average sports fans,
1: mm.
0: um, and so it does remind me of like in sports ball when they interview a player. Doesn't matter what sport, it be baseball or football or whatever. I watch the most football, so like you know I relate it to like, you know, after the game's over, the the sideline interview with the quarterback or at like halftime or whatever, and they all say the same thing, like, well. You know, it's going to be a team effort, and, uh, you know, with some injuries, we'll have to have some guys step up. I mean, like, word for word, you can, they repeat the same things week after week. You know, it's just different players saying the exact same words over and over and over again to a point where it's completely predictable what they're going to say, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, these so-called debates remind me of. They're obviously scripted. They obviously uh, have only certain points that they can talk about, and they can't veer from those points. I haven't heard a politician ask, like, a real question, I think, in my entire life, <laughs> you know what I mean, as far as, like, a live televised, you know, appearance. I don't think I've heard a president asked a real question. Like, I would like a president to, to uh, be asked the question, why is government necessary I'd like to hear a president answer that fucking question. Nobody asks them that, right? Yeah. Fuck it. They never get asked real questions.
1: Yeah. Like, do you actually know what this, you know, the Senate and the, the, the house of, uh, you know, representatives and all of that helping people as opposed to, you know, destroying their lives or destroying other people's lives.
0: I have a theory and, um, Some other folks share this theory. And I think it might be more than a theory, but I'm just going to call it a theory. And that is that uh, because the organization is based on force, it can never achieve anything truly good. I don't know of another organization on the planet that is based on force. Much less one that everybody supports. You know what I mean? And so because it's based on coercion, which is, most cultures on the globe, human cultures recognize being forced to do something as wrong right it's a it's either ethically wrong or it's morally wrong right um, Religions and cultures across the globe you know all share that common trait right You get politicians who their their goal is obviously not to fix the problems and Try and create an organization that helps man and that actually serves man and, you know, does good things for man. That's obviously not their goal. What they want is the chair. They want the power. They want a a seat.
1: That's the funny thing is that they don't really have that power they, you know, you brought up the sports, uh, um, you know, like the, when they bring the quarterback to the side and they talk with him about the, the game and, and his response is, yeah, well, we could have done a better job if blah, blah, blah happened or blah, blah, blah didn't happen. Or, you know, we did great. You know, we had a great teamwork effort and it was blah, 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 blah. You know, it's the same thing from these politicians. These politicians are, yes. are paid to be there. They're paid actors basically just to sit in a, in a chair and make up rules and regulations that affect the people that are paying them, not us. Mm-hmm. Even though we are technically paying them with our tax money that is being taken okay. out of our paychecks or whatever.
0: And you can, and you can guarantee that um, whenever the government needs something, it's going to open up its pocketbook, right? Oh, except that means it's yours. It's your pocketbook that they're opening up. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's no incentive for them not to, right? It's not their pocketbook. It's yours. It's mine. It's everybody else. It's everybody who pays into the tax system in some way. So, you know, there, there's no incentive for them to do right? right uh and there's a uh, a phrase that says uh there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program right um uh do you remember after 911 um you know the whole like the alert levels of like the terror threat and the color oh, chart oh my f- my, favorite, that, w- my favorite my favorite
1: was know? the an- the like the not the uh, amber but it was like uh burnt orange or some.
0: Shit. <laughs> yeah yeah well, and then they, they passed a bunch of laws that, like, restricted our rights and, like, allowed spying and stuff. And it was only supposed to be temporary, like, for, you know, a four-year period or so. I don't remember the actual period of time. But they passed these laws. Uh, they were supposed to be for a short period of time. It was just supposed to be a temporary measure until the, the threat level, you know, reduced to whatever. But it hasn't. It's all stayed in place and, in fact, now is permanent as far as the law is concerned. Right, so they basically said, "Oh, we're just going to take the expiration date away it's permanent now, and so they they used a tragedy to forward uh, <laughs> implementing uh, further removal of rights, creating criminals out of otherwise good people
1: oh, you mean like uh how they've basically turned Edward Snowden into the most wanted and hated man because He tried to open all of our eyes to the fact that our own government, the the people that are put there in power by, um, quote-unquote, by us, uh, are spying on us and they're looking through our stuff and questioning us when we question them and putting us away in prisons or uh, executing us or exiling us or whatever. And when people try to open your eyes to that, they shouldn't be viewed as criminals because they... Uh, so it's, just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to even talk about.
0: Well, and for me, there's a bunch of stuff within that that um, I could talk about. But the first thing I would look at is, who did he harm?
1: He harmed the government because he... The government is not a who. Well... Uh, <laughs> in, in order
0: for a crime to be a crime, like the basic definition of crime is... Um, a person or a person's property needs to be harmed in some way. So, again, whom did he harm? Well, the answer is nobody. He didn't harm anybody. And, in fact, he did what he thought was right, and that was to say, hey, everybody, this bad thing is going on by this organization you call the government, and I feel it's my duty to tell you about it because I think that it is ethically wrong morally wrong whatever it is right he he felt that something wrong was going on and he needed to tell everybody about it and yeah you're right he's been persecuted as a result instead of heralded you know what i mean and like you know held up as an example of how to do right um and this is a very good illustration of the power of the system known as government and like how they can just propagandize and slander somebody For doing an ethically proper thing, trying to serve his fellow man, right? He's like, well, I'm going to reveal this thing, you know, because I think it's wrong. And it's not the first time. There have been so many cases of this over the course of time. But that's the power they take, and they twist it in the news and the media, and they put a slant on it. And they convince everybody that this here is a traitor when no that's probably like if there's such a thing as patriotism, which we can talk about that later, but if there's such a thing as patriotism, then that is probably one of the most patriot type of acts that a guy can you know actually commit well, in my it, mind right
1: it, no it's it's it is one of the most patriotic i mean if you really consider that i mean The government is telling us not to do illegal things but they continue to live above that law that they created and you know when they are questioned about their morality and their their rules and ideals and somebody points them out on that and says you guys are fucking hypocrites what the fuck are you goddamn doing i was actually just thinking about this they're like uh You've seen Matrix a bunch of times, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Cipher is a good example of what I feel everybody is. Uh, the society is—they want to be comfortable. They want that steak, and they want that that American feeling. In that, they want Amer- American shirts and, and go out to, to barbecues and and mm-hmm. and do you know what they want to do, no matter what. So if anything outside of that gets infected in, in their minds they they want to kill it they want to end it they want to be comfortable yeah. they want that's, that's it that's what we're in right now we're in a state where we want to be comfortable we don't want to move from our, our 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 normalities you know the the, the ideals that have quote unquote Held us together and made us patriotic and American. And oh, you know, little little Susie wants to go to school, and and you know, if if something happens to her, it's you know everybody it, else's fault, not mine. Yeah, I'm comfortable.
0: I've said it before. America is not the land of the free; it's the land of the comfortable. You know, the American dream is one of the one of the biggest like acts of of propaganda, like I think I've ever seen, uh, because you've been sold on the you know, and everybody knows this. Like, I can't talk to a person almost that, that doesn't know this. But like, the American dream is you know, go to school, go to college, get a job, uh, get a house, get married, have a kid or two, uh, you know, retire, buy an RV, and travel the country. That's, I mean, that literally, like, it's amazing to me like, how many people, if you ask what the American dream is, they illustrate those exact points. That is the American dream, and this is what has been packaged and sold to us our entire lives. You know that that's that's what it means, and so it's systemically rooting people or pushing people down this pre-prescribed path, and that's what a happy life is supposed to be. Well, I call bullshit. That might be a happy life for some people, but there's no fucking way that it, that can be a happy life for everybody. everybody. I'd like to thank you for listening, my guests for participating, and especially the punk rock band 390 for contributing music. If you want to find me, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Reverend Captain Kickass. Thanks. Peace.